If you guys listened to episode 82, it was on Crazy Is As Crazy Does, The Life of the Serial Killer by John H. Mudgett. So this is a book that we're actually going to be doing in one of our book clubs. So if you guys are intrigued by notorious serial killers such as Ted Bunny and the Zodiac Killer, then this is the horror book for you. Plus, not only that, guys, we're giving away some free copies as well. So if you are interested in a book that blends fiction and history and does it in a way that you have to stop and think as to which parts are true, check out this book. Yes. So that is Crazy Is As Crazy Does by John H. Mudgett. Okay, so we're going to do this this week because I've been dying to talk about it. So hopefully this actually releases this week. So hi, everybody. We're current for once. Yay. Hopefully, right? Hopefully, because, okay, here's the deal. This story has been on my mind for a month and I followed it as it happened. And there's now no longer like breaking shit all the time. And I think this is as much information as we're really going to have for a while. So I'm ready to talk about it. There's no longer breaking shit. Yeah. I mean, there's eventually going to be more news, but it's not like every day new news is coming out on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. It's like we've reached a point where we're, it, it's yeah. kind of died down on interest. Yeah. We know what we're going to know for a while now. It's more just like, what criminal charges will come of this and i think this is like one of our first ones that we've gone off subject of not just being like a cold case and no it that is true it isn't a cold case however it is and there are so many theories so i feel it's appropriate to talk about because of the theories okay because i just i want to hear some theories on this Okay. Alrighty. So Adrian already knows this, but for the fans who don't know, we're going to talk about Downard Funeral Home. All right. So they might've seen a little bit. There was a little thing. Oh, on yeah. There was a little thing on TikTok. All right. So now Downard, huh? Go, go girl. He's going to listen to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Downard Funeral Home is located in Pocatello, Idaho. That's right, my hometown. That's where we met. And uh, it's across the street from a high school. And fun fact, Michelle went to that high school. And as a student, she could smell and she always knew what days they were cremating bodies. She knew like the schedule of cremation. She said that those days, the air would smell both sweet and sour. As the remains were taken care of. That's kind of disgusting. It is kind of disgusting, but it's what happened. <laughs> I always thought it was funny because I, I never gave it much thought. And she's like, oh, yeah, I always knew when they were doing their cremations. However, okay. 
Michelle went to high school when Downard Funeral Home was just a normal funeral home. She was in high school before the Pecks purchased the funeral home in 2007, where we begin our strange story of the Pecks, their funeral home, and a whole bunch of unexplained mysteries. Mm -hmm. All right. So they buy the funeral home in 2007, and a few years pass without much incident for Downward Downard. I always want to say Downward. Downward dog. But it's Downard. Downard Funeral Home, at least as far as recorded incident. But then we come to May 2nd of 2015, and our story starts becoming recorded. So on this day, Lance was fined for operating without a license and for failing to see that person, a body, was embalmed and donated to ISU. Also, for lack of records relating to said body's remains, Lance was ordered to pay a fine of $2,500, as well as the investigative costs and attorney fees of $3,800, and he was placed on probation for six months. Okay. All right. So while he's on probation, and then for a little while afterwards, he behaves. And then- Behaves for a little bit. Yes. Then on July 12th of 2016, he again is found to be operating with an expired crematory license. He is fined $2,000 and investigative costs and attorney fees of $2,015. And now he's placed on probation for two years. So can you guess about how long he went without another weird thing happening? What, what year are we at now? July 12th of 2016. Just a few more months. No, he is behaves while on probation mm. for two years. So we come to September 5th of 2018. Two years and a couple months. Clearly, this guy just always needs to be on probation. All right. So in and apparently should not, you know, own a funeral home as well. Well, yeah. So September 5th of 2018, he was found guilty of failing to carry out instructions for disposition and misrepresentation in the conduct of mortician services. His license was suspended for six months. He was ordered to pay a $2,000 fine and the investigation costs and legal fees, and he was placed on probation for another two years. So total two and a half years because he was suspended for half a year, right? Mm. Sounds like a stand-up guy. All right. So those are all just like, you know, the little infractions leading up to everything. And then we come to March 24th of 2021. Now, there was a routine inspection where Lance informed the inspector that an explosion had occurred during the last cremation and caused major damage. An explosion? Now, I have thought way too much about this. Can you imagine being the person? Like, was it an explosion while he was cremating somebody? Did somebody explode? Is it normal for remains to explode while being cremated? I no, I would say not. I don't know. I have wondered a little bit about this explosion. 
I don't think that, you know, they, that cremations just explode. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe. All right. So he does tell them. So this is March 24th of 2021. At this time, there are six bodies that are supposed to be cremated, but they're all being stored properly. The records are in order. And he informs the inspector that he's on a waiting list for repairs so that he's going to he's going to have his um, cremation sent to another crematory until repairs are done right okay. on april 30th and on june 16th he reports that he's still waiting for repairs okay okay all right and now we come to july 26th of 2001 when a past client comes to lance because her mother's wishes were to be taken to isu and remain with ISU, so basically like donate her body to science for five years. She had passed away January 28th of 2016. So five years should have been up in January 2021. And she wanted, she was like, okay, my mom's remains should should be somewhere now. Like, right. And so she went to talk to people and ISU says that the remains were returned to the funeral home on April 7th of 2017. So her mom was only there for like a year before something happened that caused ISU to return them. Okay. She was never given the cremains. I don't know if you knew that, but once someone's cremated, they're called cremains instead of remains. I thought you were just making them up. No, it's cremains. Oh. Isn't that fun? I mean, as fun as death is. <laughs> As fun as death can be. It's a fun word. It's as fun as death can be. So that's like one of our first weird things is this woman was never given her mother's cremains, which apparently had been given back to him like four years prior to when she came to figure out what happened. All right. Now, July 29th. No, not just all right. Like yeah we don't know we don't know what is going on there okay now july july 29th um information was received by the like inspection agency that the repair company would begin repairs around august 23rd of 2001 okay spoiler alert that never happens no idea why but it doesn't happen okay So on August 9th of 2021, a complaint comes in from ISU stating that between 2011 to 2017, they had been working with the funeral home who was supposed to cremate the remains given and return them to the family. Um, So two family members reached out to ISU because they had never received the cremains. So it's that same woman who was complaining. Now ISU is complaining. All right. So ISU is like, hey, what is going on? And in addition to the fact that this woman has never got her mother's remains, it also seems that ISU has no record of bodies being donated to them, despite families and obituaries stating that the wishes were for the bodies to go to ISU. 
Okay. So there's just like this six year period in here where people think they're donating their body to science and to ISU. And some of them just aren't being donated. Okay. Do we know where they are? No. Do we know why they weren't donated? No. Okay. So there's that. So So people's loved ones are just disappearing and they never get their remains back just to be clear on that. They're not like getting some random person's remains or something like that. They never got them, right? Not these particular people. Oh, not. Oh, great. Not these Mm -hmm. particular people. Mm -hmm. These people thought their families were at ISU being, you know, used on by students. Okay. So they thought their families were being used for educational purposes, but apparently they weren't. All right. So is there a reason why they were sent back? I don't know why on that one woman, it didn't state, I'm sure there was, but it didn't state like possibly maybe she had been used for a lot of procedures and the students had done everything they could use her for or something. I'm not positive. Okay. Okay. Now, August 31st of 2021, a complaint is received that there is an overwhelming odor coming from the funeral home. Oh, as, as well as a decomposing body on the prep room table that was visible to the students for days. Because remember, this is across <laughs> the street from a high school. So the high school students are just like walking by on their lunch period, literally across the break. And there's supposedly a decomposing body as well as another one in a body bag in the vehicle. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So this is a pretty serious report. So an inspector goes out that day to visit the funeral home, and it is locked. Now, at this time, the uh, inspector couldn't see a decomposing body from the window, but the rear overhead garage door was open, and it was indeed emitting a very, very foul odor. So Mm. the investigator decided to contact the county coroner's office. Because he's like, okay, this is kind of a weird report. There is some, some horrible smells happening here. So... He reports it right now. Okay. So, so September 1st of 2021, a full inspection is done on the funeral home. And oh my, what they find is horrifying. I'm going to tell an exact quote from one of the paperworks. I've read like all of the papers from the inspection. And this is a quote. There was one badly decomposed body in the drive through which according to Peck, had been in the garage for approximately one month. So he was told to relocate the body to the fridge. Uh. So while it wasn't available to that inspector, there was a body that was just like hanging out for a month. So at some point it could have been visible to a high school student. I mean. Oh, that's great. All right. Um, Now, September 2nd. I mean, like, Jesus, how they, I mean, I know they kept it in a fridge, but. They still like this one wasn't in the fridge. It was in the drive-through, but like the garage. Okay. It wasn't in the fridge. All right. So now September 2nd of 2021, investigations continue. They find 10 bodies properly put in the fridge, which is functioning. Okay. 
So there's 10 bodies in the functioning fridge. The investigator and the inspector walk into the drive-through garage and observe that the floor and multiple body boxes appear to be covered in human decomposition material and another badly decomposed body was in a plastic bag. Also, all right, let's get even weirder here. Also at this time- weirder? Oh yeah. It is found that there are multiple fetuses in various stages of development. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So there's just a whole bunch of fetuses. Yeah, because why wouldn't there be? So 12 bodies and the fetuses are removed from the funeral home and Lance voluntarily surrenders his licenses. All right, so um, because according All right. So according to law, if a dead body is to be held longer than 24 hours prior to burial, cremation or other disposition, the body must either be embalmed or refrigerated at 36 degrees Fahrenheit or less until buried, cremated or otherwise disposed of. So that's the law. That's what's supposed to be happening here. But it wasn't. Okay. So let's start off talking a little bit more about the fetuses. This seriously, seriously, seriously gives me the creeps. Okay. So it turns out that those particular remains were part of a biological collection that ISU had. ISU had had these like display of, you know, how a baby develops in like the 80s. Okay. And then there was a law that kind of like outlawed this type of display. And so ISU had these remains sent to the home for cremation in 2017. So they just like had these fetus remains for? For four years. Okay. Why? I don't know. Okay. Seriously, four years. All right. Now, mind you, according to him, his cremation chamber has only been broken since March. So why would you keep them around for four years? Theoretically, your cremation chamber should have been working at some time during four years. Sometimes, yes. But you just you just get busy and forget? Like, what, what were you planning on doing with them? Did he think, did he think he could sell them? to someone like it was outlawed but was he trying to sell the exhibit somehow i mean i don't think it was still like a full-on exhibit i think it was just the unborn fetuses was it some sort of weird fetish like i don't understand why you would have that for four years i don't know maybe it's not weird to them maybe it's like having shit in your garage for four years and it just kind of sits there fetuses that you were paid to cremate i don't know how much it actually costs to to cremate them i'm not sure because i mean i know that you can get reasonably priced cremations done and by reasonably priced i mean compared to a funeral so i don't know if isu maybe had some sort of discount since they were doing you know so many or something i know i know that i've seen advertisements for cremations between like 750 and 900 dollars Oh, wow. 
but I still, I mean, I don't imagine, I imagine that he received a decent amount of payment for 50 fetuses. You know what I mean? Yeah. To just never do it. I don't know. Okay. So now I'm just trying to make some sort of sense out of the thing I can't make sense of. (laughs) Now we have the 12 bodies that were removed from the funeral home. And I have to tell you, uh, Pocatello did not have the resources to move these bodies. So they actually had to have the capital um, send down like a refrigeration truck from Boise. Really? To go hold the bodies because they didn't know what to do with them. Like Pocatello is not really equipped to just have 12 bodies hanging out. You know what I mean? Oh, why not? Like just hang them up for display. Okay. So now people think they're Halloween decorations. We're all good. Oh yeah. Because Okay. I want you to remember that some of these bodies have not been refrigerated or involved. Okay. Now it's, I mean, the only reason I, I kind of tried to look up some pictures of what a body like this might look like. And mm-hmm. now, mind you, it's not legal for them to put like these actual pictures. So most of the pictures I could find were like creepy underground pictures of people who were caught keeping their dead partner's remains. Ew. Apparently, I mean, you know, because then they still get their social security checks. They feel close to them, all this stuff. Anyway. So I did find a couple of pictures, and let's just say it is nasty. Okay, like discoloration, shrinkage, think like beef jerky on person. We should probably put some sort of trigger warning on this now. But Uh, it's... Maybe I just... (laughs) Jesus, okay. My point is... I have an image while I've never seen any of these bodies that it was disgusting. Okay. So six of these bodies, six of the 12 were identified quickly. And then the police department decided to ask for help in identifying the other six because there's no proper documentation on these. Lance doesn't really seem to want to help them figure out who these people are. So they gave descriptions of the six bodies to the public to help try to identify them. And I'm just, I'm going to read to help you give some insight what the state of things at the funeral home were like. So I'm going to read the exact descriptions as they came from the police. Curious too, does he even know who these people are? Or I mean, do you think he knows and he, or has some idea and is just deciding not to say anything? He may have some guesses, but he obviously doesn't. I don't think he has the proper paperwork that should be done. No. Okay. I mean, he might know like some approximate names, but he doesn't have proper paperwork. Right. And I mean, they're all decomposed now. So, okay. So I'm going to give some descriptions. Now, this is an article from KSL. And like I said, these were put out to help identify these remains. All right. So there were 12 subjects. So these subjects, some of them had already been identified. So we start on subject number two. Now, subject number two was an adult male, approximately mid-60s to early 70s at the time of his passing. The male has an average build. Male has white gray mustache, short white beard stubble, 
balding with white hair and thick, dark eyebrows. He was wearing a maroon t-shirt with a front left breast pocket. He was wrapped in a dark blue sheet around his back and had a red, white, and black plaid fleece blanket around his legs. He has gold teeth slash fillings on his upper rear molars. The male may have been in hospice care at the time of his passing. It is estimated that he has been at the facility for 30 to 60 days. So spooky season is here. And that means that, you know what, you guys need to get on hunt a killer. It is a great way as temperatures are theoretically going to start cooling down to spend a little more time inside. Yeah, for sure. Well, what great way to, uh, you know, start up the spooky season by finding out your own little mystery. Um, It's mystery box that comes to you monthly and hunt a killer is just a great way uh, to help pass the time and get into that spooky season. So guys um, use code theories and you guys can get 20% off um, any of your mystery boxes. I'll go ahead and link it down below. So check it out. That's hunt a killer. So he's fairly new there. All right. Subject number three, adult male, approximately mid sixties at the time of his passing. This male has a white beard with salt and pepper, short hair with a full head of, I mean, short, yeah, salt and pepper, short hair with a full head of hair. The male is barrel chested and appears to have a large frame. He was wearing a long sleeve blue t-shirt with three buttons at the collar and a left breast pocket. He was wearing black athletic pants, a green non-slip sock on the left foot and a red non-slip sock on the right foot. He was wrapped in a blue teal pattern fitted bedsheet and a white, gray, and red knitted Christmas type blanket. He also had a pillow below his head that had a blue pillowcase with penguins and polar bears and Santa hats. This male may have been in hospice care at time of his passing. It is estimated that he has been at the facility since late November 2020 to early January 2021. Okay. So this man has been there almost a year. Now, when did we decide that Lance tells us his crematory broke? Mid-March. Yeah. So why was someone who passed away around Christmas still there if the crematory was working until mid-March? No flipping clue. All right. Now let's skip on to subject number six. Now, I want to clarify this first word just because it seems to be important to me. Believed to be an adult female. Believed to be. Does that mean that this person is so decomposed that they aren't 100% positive? Either I would say it's either that or maybe they're unsure of the sex due to maybe being transgender or something maybe but how would they know that maybe they don't and that's why anyway i don't i don't so, know be- maybe because of the clothes that they were wearing i don't know believed to be an adult female in her 70s to 80s at the time of passing subject has white hair approximately to the collar and was only wearing a blue purple and green red plaid button-up collared shirt The time estimation on this subject is unknown due to circumstances. So basically, they have no idea how long this person has been here because they are so decomposed. 
The subject may have been in hospice care at the time of their passing. Subject appears to have their upper teeth with a slightly crooked upper front right incisor that protrudes further than the left incisor. This subject has a very thin build and appeared to be shorter. Okay, they're asking families to help identify, and this body is so decomposed that they're having to give you their teeth structure. And Lance is just like walking around working with these people, like these people, like just sitting there. How many other people work there? Well, I know his wife is involved. And then I've only read like if on their website, there was only like four employees listed. And that includes Lance and his wife. Okay. Okay. Subject number seven, adult female, approximately late fifties to early sixties at the time of her passing. The female is of average build and has dyed red hair that was in a bun on the top of her head, but growing gray roots. The female had obvious tooth decay and her upper front teeth are very short and dark colored. Female was wearing a pink button up pajama top with long sleeves that had sweet cat printed on it with images of gray and black cartoon cats. The female did not have on pants. She was wearing white socks with purple toes and heels and you are amazing in pink letters. The female may have been in hospice care at the time of her passing. It is estimated that she had only been at the facility for a few days before September 3rd of 2001. Subject nine, adult male, approximately late 30s to early 40s at the time of passing. The male is approximately six feet tall with an athletic body type, oh, brown hair, slightly graying, and had a well-groomed beard. The male appears to have been embalmed and have makeup on for a viewing and or funeral service. He was wearing a white long sleeve t-shirt and blue jeans. He has three distinct tattoos, one on the back of his neck that is a sun with sunbursts, one on his left side with a black bull and red eyes and blue lightning bolts surrounding it, and a Rottweiler dog sitting on a pile of skulls on his right calf. calf. Based on circumstances, it is unknown how long he has been at the facility due to embalming process. Okay, so this dude probably had like a viewing and a service where his family said goodbye. And now it's just like all back again. Okay. And our last one is subject number 11. Adult female, approximately 60s to 70s at the time of her passing. The female was bald and had a curly, dark gray wig. She had pink acrylic press-on fingernails and was wearing a long pink pajama shirt with a screen print of a bear holding a coffee cup and wearing bunny slippers that said, I'm a bear in the morning, printed on the front. She had a medical port on her chest that was purple. The female may have been in hospice care at the time of her passing. It is estimated she had been at the facility approximately two weeks before September 3rd of 2021. Okay. So some of these bodies had been there a decent length of time. Like I said, one had been there since last Christmas and had like a Christmas blanket and stuff on. Why were they there? Okay. Now, first off, he never said his cremation chamber had been broken for a year. So what? He just forgot? Or did he 
because he was telling these people like the inspector that he was sending them to other crematoriums so did he ever actually send any bodies to other crematoriums or these every person he was supposed to cremate for the past year how did he pick who he sent and who he didn't like so many of these bodies like were in like hospice care and so it's not like they were all people who probably i mean they were sick and their bodies were probably not in like great functioning condition so it's probably not like he could harvest organs from them or anything because they were probably already sick you know what i mean yeah so it's not like why why i can't give you an answer because i'm like i i don't even i don't jesus Leah. sorry <laughs> she's going crazy and he's playing my hand yeah uh dustin's playing tug war with her oh. um <laughs> um I don't even know what to say to like this. This is insane. Okay. So I'm going to read two different quotes now that I can't really back up, but I feel like I'm going to read them anyway. One is from Reddit and the other is from Facebook. So I cannot prove their legitimacy because it's Reddit and Facebook and anyone can say anything. But here is a quote from someone on Reddit. And this person was valor 592 and it says my aunt was left to rot for eight months in the supposed care of this man we had a service held with ashes that we were told belonged to her only to find out he had never cremated her so we aren't sure whose ashes we buried call it laziness but for our family it goes beyond neglect to allow for someone's loved one to be mistreated like that and then to lie to our faces and give us someone else's ashes to bury. I am sick to my stomach. I mean, one. No, I totally agree with that. That is disgusting. Once again, I can't a hundred percent prove this person's story since it's just on Reddit, but it does sound like at least some of these people were given ashes if this is to be believed. So I have no idea where Lance was getting ashes to give these people. All right. Yeah, it's like where in whose ashes are these? Are they like an animals? Like if they're not these bodies. Like and if he why where is he getting animal ashes? If he can cremate anything, why isn't he cremating the bodies? Or at least the fetuses. <laughs> okay. So now this is another um I'm going to read a screenshot that I took from Facebook comment. So once again, I can't 100% say this is true, but this is what someone says. So this is from Facebook and it's by someone who's named April Steele Tucker. And it says, I don't believe that the media is honest in how many bodies there were actually there. I've heard from a very reliable source that they are not being honest. Lance told me that his crematory hasn't worked in years and that he would have to send my husband to a different one. And that it would take longer than normal. When I received his urns back, he also gave me a certificate of cremation. I didn't look of it as until late. He listed the crematory that cremated my husband. And it blew my mind what I saw he had listed. His own crematory. Yet it hasn't worked in years. So tell me, where the F is my husband? This is so messed up. It has taken everything in me to just get through the day. It is like he has died all over again 
just in a very terrible, deceitful way. Lance, his wife, and his daughter should be held. They they definitely should because, I mean, this is a person like, and this is their families, and you're, hey, you're not even treating them with res- the respect they deserve. And why are you keeping these bodies? And let's get if this person is to be believed, she claims that Lance's crematory hasn't worked in years, which might explain like the fetuses and such. But how the hell was he getting away with this for years? Because he didn't report it till March of 2021. Apparently no one bothered to see. Okay, so now the newest development so far is this com this one is from like an actual newspaper source. And there is a family who they don't know where the remains of their family member are. Uh, his name is Sean McDonald, and he has contacted everyone he can think of in an attempt to figure out where his aunt's remains are. Initially, he was told that she was one of the 12 bodies found. But now, at this current moment, all but one of these bodies are identified, and that remaining one does not match his aunt. So he is currently just waiting, trying to figure out where his family member is. So there are these 12 bodies, and then there's this guy who comes and he's like, okay, well, where's my aunt? What happened to her? Probably one of the bodies. And then he's like, okay, well, now that they've all been identified, but this one, well, that's not my aunt. So where is she? So now we also have missing bodies. Awesome. We got missing bodies. We got bodies that are there. And okay, so in let's just say too, his crematory hasn't worked in years. Mm-hmm. So he's just getting the money for these bodies and just like letting them pile up. Yeah. Okay, but what about the other ones that haven't been claimed where'd they go well right now as far as i know the one unclaimed body was being held by ada county in a fridge like properly taken care of no i mean but like the other ones like this guy's like aunt or whatever yeah, where where is she yeah okay so as far as theories go all right Viviana is convinced that he somehow has to be making a profit. Like, you could be selling them somehow. But my question is, why wouldn't he keep them in the fridge or embalmed? You would think in order to sell them even on the black market, that you would need to have them in better condition than just laying around decomposing. Like, if you're selling them, I mean... Even on a black market, what could you have? Like, who would buy them in that condition? My guess is he's burying them. Where? It could even be with another. So, like, you know, he does this mortuary. He used to say he didn't throw another body in when he put someone else in the ground. Well, okay. So here is something 
kind of interesting. When I was looking up to see if this had ever happened, anything even slightly similar before, I did find one case in Georgia. And so this man, he just started burying them all up back because he was in a forest. So he just started burying But he had hundreds of bodies because, you know, his crematory was broken for a few years. And you'd think more people would be there than just 12. So that's kind of weird. Anyway, um, so he had hundreds of bodies, but it didn't smell or anything because he had the bodies embalmed first. He didn't just leave them around decomposing. He buried them. But I could not find another report of anyone literally just leaving them decomposing. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm going to guess he buried them somewhere. Like those other bodies that are just like not they're not anywhere. Okay. So, another theory is is cannibalism. Like I I keep using this word and I'm sorry, but was he trying to make jerky? Ew, that's disgusting. Like what why no okay and then the other popular theory of course i have to talk about it even though i don't want to yeah but okay if he is eating them what is he doing okay and the last one is of course necrophilia and i just this one is so hard for me to wrap my brain around because like if this is the case How and why did he pick his victims? These old hospice patients, why are they the ones? Like, haven't they been through enough? I I don't know. But I read that one a lot, so I had to say it. I want to go with plain laziness and not having his crematorium like fixed or whatever and he still was just trying to make money it is but it's still like seriously that is still awful but as that's way better than those two i just i don't even know yeah what do you think i don't know i don't think it was necrophilia or cannibalism I I mean, he could have possibly been trying to sell them for science and just doing a really bad job at it. But it's just so confusing to me that even with a broken crematorium, why, okay, his fridge worked. Why would there be bodies outside of the fridge? Was there not enough room in the fridge for all of them? There was. Okay. I don't know. I just, I have no idea. Like, it boggles my mind as to why you would do this. So he, um, he, this is still a criminal investigation. We don't know the criminal charges yet. Um, yeah, we don't know the criminal charges yet. 
I think probably because the police have never seen this before and they're probably still trying to figure it out. Okay. So I think they're probably trying to figure out what exactly to charge him with. Gotcha. But it's just the whole thing gives me the heebie-jeebies. No kidding. It's just... It's... Whatever, it's disgusting and it's disrespectful to all those families. And I can't even imagine what all those families are going through. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I would love to hear some people's theories, though. If someone has something. (laughs) Someone has something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with, I think, like I said, I think it might have just been complete and utter laziness and then like the machine broke or whatever and then he buried them but i don't know that still doesn't add up either because where where would he bury him at like i said with other people in their coffins too mm-hmm. maybe i don't know i don't know I mean, what do you think I don't, I think he was I think somehow he had to be trying to make money off of them. You think so? Mhm. I just like I said I don't think he was doing a good job of it, but I think that was his goal. Gotcha. And that is the story of Downer Funeral Home. And please, please, please people send me stuff. I want to know what other people think about this. Yeah, I do too. I want to know what you think. Uh, what do you think happened with these bodies? Like, what, what's going in your head? Yeah. So, um, as always, guys, I mean, yeah, please reach out to us. I mean, this one is, like, really disturbing. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, you've been talking to me throughout this whole thing, but still, just, like, hearing all of it together, it is, it's disturbing. It is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Yeah, so if you guys have any theories on this, please feel free to let us know. Um, Again, you can find us on, you can email us, crimetheoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash crimetheoriespod. Instagram, crimetheoriespod. Um, Twitter at crime underscore theories. Facebook, TikTok, all that fun jazz. Um, find us there. Um, again, guys, we still have our merch up, so if you guys want to awesome for Christmas, or you know that you're best to be with Jack Vu. Possibly could be. (laughs) 
Um, but Jacques has some awesome merch, and you can too. Exactly. So you guys should uh, check out our merch too. I'll go ahead and link that below. Um, well, and always, guys, just keep fucking going. So spooky season is here, and that means that you know what you guys need to get on hunt a killer. It is a great way as temperatures are theoretically going to start cooling down to spend a little more time inside. Yeah, for sure. Well, what great way to, uh, you know, start up the spooky season by finding out your own little mystery. Um, It's mystery box that comes to you monthly and hunt a killer is just a great way uh, to help pass the time and get into that spooky season. So guys um, use code theories and you guys can get 20% off um, any of your mystery boxes. I'll go ahead and link it down below. So check it out. That's hunt a killer.